Hi, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to the Won't Can Voice podcast. Well, hello there, everybody, and you're very welcome along once again to this episode number 47 of the One Can Voice podcast. As you know, you can find a little bit more about me on onecanvoice.com and that will give you the links as well to the social media groups um, and my pages. Okay, so this week, I hope that you're safe and well and I hope that those whom you love are likewise safe and well. I must thank you, first of all, for the lovely positive response that I had for la- to, to last week's episode with the lamb and the lake of lull. Uh, this week, um, I'm going to touch off something that was mentioned last week and what I did get a couple of inquiries about actually and that was the notion that I did let slip in the last podcast that the practice that we did was a little meditation. Now um, some people were surprised to hear that a meditation could be quite so short as that. Um, Some people and I can understand why the notion of a meditation or the notion of meditation might mean something like um you know, sitting staring at a candle maybe for hours on end or sitting easy cross-legged, thinking of nothing empty in your mind. And not really practical examples of meditation for me, not not for the world that we live in. For me, I believe in fitting meditation in around my day, around the other things that are really essential in my life. Now, meditation for me is really essential as well. And it isn't something that I do. It is something that I am. I make my day, I guess, a meditative practice. And that just means that you're aware of what you're doing. You choose your words carefully. You don't, at the same time, you don't give out to yourself if you choose the wrong word. Or if for a moment you are not fully aware of what you're saying okay if you're getting uh, you know because sometimes what happens when our mind is rushing ahead of us and we haven't trained it yet to um we ha- maybe we haven't caught up ourselves with our mind you know the, you know the way you have heard me say before that sometimes the mind can behave like a puppy you know that it will run off in the opposite direction to the direction you wanted to go to. It will make a mess all over the place. It will bring you things you didn't ask for. You know, but yet when we are patient and kind and compassionate, we can train a puppy. That's We, we know how to train a puppy. We know that by if the puppy does something wrong, we don't kick the puppy. No, we don't. We are kind and we are compassionate. Yet somehow we can't extend the same kindness and the same compassion towards ourselves when we're learning a new skill. And learning how to train your mind, how to meditate, how to direct your attention somewhere and for it to stay there, that takes time. And it takes patience and it takes compassion and non-judgment. And that's what happens when we train our mind. Now, before we have figured out about training our minds, before we have given ourselves the time to do that, what can sometimes happen is, um, and this is a tricky notion to try and explain, but what can sometimes happen is our awareness is trailing behind our thoughts what? Okay, so what? Ha- an example of that is that we say something we instantly regret, okay, because we're not operating from a place of awareness. We are 
being, I suppose, ruled by our emotion and it's more of a reaction rather than a response. Remember, we spoke about this uh, over the last couple of weeks. It's more of a reaction than a response because we're not fully aware of what is happening for us in that moment. Our awareness is trailing behind our thoughts and our actions. I know that sounds really weird, but that's what happens. And then what but what we can learn through working with our attention and the way we pay attention to things, what we can learn then is we can learn to bring them both into alignment. And when we bring them both into alignment, what happens is our actions and our words properly reflect our thoughts and our being and our essence. And that feels really good. So that is why we, or even that is why the practice of meditation or learning to um, pay attention properly is, is worth the effort. Let me draw a line or even ask you a question as to why we might practice physical fitness, physical health, physical well-being, how we recognize that as a good thing to do, okay, how we recognize it as, you know, practicing, trying to move each day, you know, that we might enjoy running or we might just tolerate running because we know that it's good for us. We understand that cardiovascular health is good for our heart and our lungs and it has been proven to, you know, I suppose, increase our our years yeah and it's good for our longevity it's good for our health and it helps us to feel good okay and everybody accepts that we accept that going to the gym lifting weights being physically strong is a good thing being mobile is a good thing be or having flexibility is a good thing and we practice and train ourselves to have all of those attributes in us physically because we know that it's a good thing now, the other thing, of course, about that is that it's easy to see that we have done the work, isn't it? It's easy to see by looking at another person, gosh, they look fit. And it's kind of admirable, isn't it? We can admire somebody who looks fit and healthy, somebody who can, you know, has great endurance that they can run. And and it is an it is something to be admired. And it's also something that's very visual. And like, remember what I said last week about how sometimes our sense of self and our sense of worth and our sense of achievement isn't always, um, it isn't always gained from what we think about ourselves. It is often gained or judged, you know, by, by ourselves, by, by somebody else's reaction or somebody else's feedback or somebody else's thoughts about us then we think oh gosh it must be good I I must be good I must look good such and such a person said I looked good I looked fit this is nice yes I will continue to do this because it uh, I feel praised from the outside so that's a good thing this is helping me with my my sense of worth what somebody else thinks about me it is helping me with my sense of worth and so that is why, and it's not the only reason why people are physically active, but it is one way that we understand that our physical health is important and it's worth investing time into. But my question to you then is this. When you look in the mirror, what do you see? Do you see you? 
Or do you see the reflection of your body? And is the reflection of your body you? Is it you? Is it, is it the you that lies down at night time and finds it hard to sleep because we're worried? Is it you that second guesses everything about what you're doing in work? Is it the you that wonders, am I loved? Is it the you that's uncertain about where I'm going to be next year? What's going to happen? Do you see that when you look in the mirror? Would you like to feel differently when you look yourself in the eye? Would you like to feel steadier? Would you like to feel more at home within yourself? Would you like to feel more at ease within yourself? Would you like to feel more accepting of yourself? This is all the work of the mind. It isn't the work of the body. It is the work of the mind. And our mind works all of the time. And if we are destined to be thinking all of the time, what, why not think nourishing thoughts? Why not train our attention to settle upon something that is nourishing for us? Rather than give our, giving our attention away to things that aren't nourishing for us. It is a hard job to train our attention. Just like it is a difficult job to train our body. Yet we're willing to put the time into training our body and training ourselves physically. And I know that there is value in that. I'm not suggesting that we drop the physical stuff to, to work on the mental stuff. I'm not, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm just saying from a point of view of the holistic approach to your own well-being that our mental mobility and flexibility and strength is just as important as our physical and while nobody will see that nobody will see the work that you do with training your attention nobody will see that but they will feel it and and actually what you what what will happen for you when you train your own attention is that it won't matter to you what other people think of you because you will have recognized your own true worth and value you will get a sense of that from yourself and that then is a game changer okay so enough of this chat about this is what we do because work of this kind is much 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 better being experienced rather than having me talk about it Okay, so this is our short lesson in how to train our attention, how to train our mind, how to ensure that our thoughts, that we give our thoughts or that we create our thoughts or that our thoughts are generating nourishment for us rather than rather than leaving us feeling depleted. Okay, so this week I'm going to offer you a practice that you can that you can do, that you can practice all day long. 
Okay, you do not have to be sitting easy cross-legged staring at a candle. You do not have to be quiet and alone because that's not practical for us most days. Okay, with these busy lives and that we lead, you know, that our worlds that are filled with loads of other people as well, thoughts of other people, you know, responsibilities about other people. It's not always practical to expect that we will get even five minutes alone with our thoughts, let alone, you know, an hour. Okay, so this is something you can practice. And all I'm going to suggest to you is that we focus upon our breath. Surprise, surprise. I know, but the breath, remember what I said last week, the breath is life. Without the breath, we do not have life. Okay, so be, and I was going to sound really bossy there and I was going to say, be grateful for your breath. But look, let's just honor the breath. Okay. And yes, be grateful for it. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to ask you to focus upon the outbreath. That's it. Just the outbreath. And when we focus on the outbreath, all I'm going to ask you to do is just notice that it's happening for you. That's all. So we just notice that you're breathing out. And I'm breathing out. And I'm going to try and focus my attention if I can for and hold my attention on my out breath for five breaths, just five. Now you'll be amazed how, how often within those first five breaths that your attention is going to wander off. You're going to start thinking about other things. Okay, here's the work. When your attention r- runs away, bring it back. Okay, bring it back and start again. Okay, so we start at one. One exhale. Now remember, if you're sitting at your desk, if you're working from home or indeed even if you're working at the desk in the office, when you're exhaling, if you want, you can exhale through your mouth and just let it go. (sighs) Okay, two. You can count five, count the five in your hands, okay? Because otherwise you're going to get mixed up and you're going to have too many things to focus on, okay? And then the third one, let it go. If you have an opportunity while you're doing this to close your eyes, please do. It just cuts out one more, I suppose, um, sense when you close your eyes for, let it go. And then last one, five, let it go. And that, my friends, is a meditation. And let that be your meditation for this week. Like I said, you that is something that you can practice all day long. It doesn't have to be continually practiced. You know, don't spend the whole day and I'm breathing out. Because you have other things to do. You need to talk, you need to work, you need to eat. But if you could check in with yourself and you can set a little alarm on your watch or on your phone to do that at least once each hour, at least once. And like I said, however many times your attention wanders off in those five exhales, bring it back and start again. Okay, because remember what you're doing is you're training your, you're training your attention to stay where you would like it to be. Okay, otherwise it wanders off. 
our mind does very similarly to what a puppy will do, wanders off. Yeah, it will bring you back things that you didn't ask for. It will chew stuff up and make a mess. This is what puppies do, don't they? Because they don't know any better. They're just puppies. And our minds can be like that too. They will bring you back things you didn't ask for. Okay, they'll drop a, you know, they'll drop a, a negative thought or a, oh my God, you remember when you did this? You know, and what was lining up to be a lovely day is can be potentially ruined by that little, just that little nugget there I'll drop in. You think you're all that? Uh-huh. Do you remember that time you made that big mistake? Do you remember? Do you remember that time you sent the text me- message in error? Do you remember that time you said that stupid thing to your co-worker? Do you remember that? You know, and, and our mind does that. And we have a choice then. We can choose to continue to give our attention to that, you know, less than nourishing thought. Or else we can choose, right? I see that. I see that. But you know what? I'm not focusing on that today. I am going to bring my attention instead to my breath. And no matter how many times, you know, my mind wants to go back to that juicy thing and, you know, flog me with all of the things that I've done wrong in my life. I'm not going to allow my attention to rest there. Instead, I'm going to direct my attention to my breath. And that is what I'm doing for myself today. And in so doing, you're choosing to be kind and compassionate to yourself, just like we would to a puppy in training. We acknowledge that the puppy is just a puppy and that we need to be patient. We need to be kind and we need to be firm. And if we took the same approach to our own learning about how to manage our mind and how to train ourselves to direct our attention and hold it where we would like it to be, if we took the same approach, if we were kind and compassionate and patient and firm with ourselves, just like the puppy learns how to behave conduct itself, how to be in the world. We learn and our mind learns in the same way. But we need to remember to be kind and compassionate, yet firm with ourselves when that mind wanders off. Okay, so that is the benefit. That is the benefit of a practice of a meditation. It is worth the effort. It is not a fluffy thing. You know, when people think that, you know, they have this image that all meditation oh yeah that's for hippies or it's for airy fairy people or it's for weak-minded people you know only they need meditation like i'm strong like would you take that same approach to your physical health would you say oh only only people who are weak need to train for a marathon i'll just run out and train i'll just run out and do the marathon no no you wouldn't because that's ridiculous because we know that we need to train in order to be fit enough, in order to be resilient enough and have the endurance for a, a big a physical event like a marathon. And it's the same thing with our mental health in order to allow ourselves to be mentally strong, in order for us to be resilient, in order for us, and I think even more importantly, to allow ourselves to be mentally flexible. Okay, because life throws curveballs at us all of the time. And if we're rigid in our thinking, it makes it much more difficult. We know that, don't we? That if something is rigid, it's much easier to break. Whereas if it has a little bit of give, a little bit of flexibility, it's much easier to adapt. 
And it is actually probably more strong, isn't it? It contains more strength. Okay, I hope I have made sense, guys, this week. What I wanted to talk to you, and I hope I have managed that, what I wanted to say to you this week was just a little chat about the importance of meditation and demystify it a little bit, that it isn't something that only certain arty, airy, fairy type people practice. That it is beneficial for each and every one of us. And I often use this example actually with uh, training in, in teams and games. I will say that a camogie match is won. Oh, no, no. A camogie match is played from the neck down. We, you know, it's played from the neck down. But it is won from the neck up. Do we see that? A game, any game, whether it be football or hurling or camogie or basketball or t- any game. It is played from the neck down, but it is won from the neck up. And life for me is like that. And you can say whatever, you can you can say what your own win is. A win for me is being able to lie down at night time and go to sleep and know that I'm satisfied with my actions today. They mightn't always be right. But I am satisfied and I am content in myself and I know that I'm learning each day. I don't expect myself to be perfect. I don't expect myself to even be likable every single day. But I I do do expect that when I go to bed at night time that I that I have resolved whatever happened that day. Whatever happened. And I draw a line under it and I say, Well, you know, tomorrow's a new day. And that for me is a success. And that is only achievable for me because I live my life, I suppose physically, don't I? From the neck down, that's how I play my life. That's how life plays out. That's how I move through the world. But for me to have that success and to win in my life is from is what happens from the neck up. And you, and, and you can't have the workings of the mind at their optimal if you don't train so which is the smartest thing to do to expect it to all work out or to do something that might be nourishing for you for me it's a no brainer it's not even a question and I will reiterate If you have to think about something and we all have to think about something and the mind can't stop thinking, why wouldn't you choose something nourishing to think about? We're smart people. We have a choice. So, your ability to choose what you give your attention to and to allow it to stay there to direct it and to allow it to stay where you want it to be will be positively influenced not only that it's achievable for you if you train and training is meditation and meditation is training so that is it my friends Um, God I don't even know if I did say everything I was supposed to say Meditation, it's worth it. Because you're worth it. We're all worth it. 
And life is worth it. It's worth it's worth the effort. It is worth the effort to be able to lie down at night time, drift off to sleep, feeling contentment, feeling ease, feeling at home within yourself. That's the win. So, my darling friends, I am going to leave it there for today. I hope that something I said, some something I said resonated with you t- today. If you have any feedback, any observations, any points to note, good, bad or indifferent, please do get in touch with me. You'll find my details on the website um, onecanvoice.com. You can find me there as well on Facebook or Instagram or indeed even on Twitter. And do get in touch, reach out. Um, I have gotten some really lovely messages and I, I, I truly appreciate them. And often I don't feel worthy of some of the kindness that people have thrown or have thrown my way, <laughs> have shared my, with me, because I do believe that it's not me. It's you. You you do the work. OK, I might say the words that, you know, remind you of something, but but it's remind you are the one that does the work. OK, I got this really beautiful message which said that. The podcast or one episode of the podcast, they found it by complete accident and that it really changed their life. I replied, you know, it's not really the podcast. It's you. You're changed. You're changing your own life. You're choosing to. And the person said, no, if I hadn't have heard your podcast, I wouldn't be here today. And that blows my mind that's something that comes through me as I sit here at my desk and I thank it for coming through me could bounce off or land in a different continent actually and make a change like that or a difference like that in somebody else's life it blows my mind and I'm so grateful I am grateful that that comes through me. And I'm grateful to you for listening, for lending me your ears for half an hour, for giving your time to listen to the ramblings of me. I am grateful and thankful. And I wish you the most beautiful week. Until we meet again next week. I thank you for your hearts. And for your minds. And for those lovely ears. Will we? We will just keep going. For another little while. I am Catherine. And you my darling friends. Have been listening to. The One Cam Voice Podcast. Podcast.